Hello listeners and welcome to another episode of Love is Everywhere the podcast, the show where I give comedians assignments of things that are supposed to make you happier and then we talk about it and we find out how it went. Today's guest is Josh Gondelman. Oh, I'm so excited to have him on the show. His assignment was about feeling anxious and overwhelmed and kind of giving you a way to sort of get ahead of that at the beginning of the day. Set yourself up to have a better day, a calmer day. I think that a lot of us could use this right now. (laughs) A lot of us are feeling anxious and overwhelmed, so I think you're really going to get into his assignment. If you want to support Josh in general, you can follow him on social media at Josh Gondelman. You could read his book, Nice Try, fantastic book. You could read his, uh, listen, (laughs) you could read his podcast. You could listen to his podcast. I know you love podcasts. You listen to this one. Go listen to his podcast. It's called Make My Day with Josh Gondelman. Um, what else you could, you could watch Jesus and Marrow. Uh, that's a show that he writes for. It's fantastic. It's award winning. Okay. He's got so much, so much stuff that you could go consume and enjoy that might, Brighten your day and alleviate some boredom and bring a little joy into your life. Who doesn't need more of that? If you want to support this podcast in general, you can like, rate, subscribe, leave a review, uh, write us little love notes, uh, whatever you want. Follow your heart, you know? Uh, If you want to support me in general, you can follow me on social media at at Hamiltrace. Um, Most of my social media is just pictures of my dog at this point, and let me tell you, they're worth a follow. (laughs) And in the meantime, please enjoy this episode with Josh Gondelman. Hey, hey, Tracy. Hey, hey, Josh Gondelman. So nice to see you. (laughs) Nice to see you too. How are you? We, I'm good. We actually, we start with an honest, how are you? Okay. Uh, so how am I honestly, yeah. uh, bit of a weird day today, bit of a weird yeah. day. Uh, but overall I'm doing pretty great right now. Cool. Yeah. I've been, uh, anything you want to talk through to... about the weird day or the overall doing well, um, no pressure. Uh, it's just a, it was an odd day. I'm in this place now where like I'm feeling generally very good mm-hmm. and like my mental health is all good. Everything is nice cool. and shiny in my life. Circumstances mm-hmm. are all lovely, which is a great place to be. That is um, So I'm sort of taking this opportunity while I'm in this really good space to go through some boxes of old shit mm-hmm. in my brain, you know? Sure. So I spent some time today doing that, looking at things that happened 12 years ago that Mm -hmm. I'm still having feelings about stuff like that. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, but all for the betterment of future Tracy. Sure. But that is some heavy lifting sometimes. (laughs) It is most definitely, but, uh, I've been just sticking to a good routine lately. I've been eating good Mm -hmm. food. I've been exercising in the mornings. I did push-ups. For the, for the first time in like Ooh. easily a decade easily <laughs> that's exciting how did you feel was it, it easier or harder than you expected or neither it was exactly as hard <laughs> okay exactly you were like this is gonna yeah. be hard and then it was <laughs> yeah and it was like oh yeah i remember why i hated high school mm-hmm. gym class this yep. is exactly as hard as i remember it yep but it uh there was some sort of power and difference in feeling between that and gym class because it was voluntary 100 percent. me just being like i'm just gonna do push-ups and no one even told me to <laughs> yep so yeah doing like us. whatever it is 5 10 30 push-ups even of your own accord is so much more satisfying than doing it because like someone is like if you don't do it i'm gonna yell at you Exactly. Or like, if I stop now, the other kids will make fun of me. <laughs> yep, totally. For sure. That's yeah. awesome. So overall, doing really well. Today, a bit of a weird day, mm-hmm. but still not a bad day. Still a productive cool. day, even if it was hard. It was still a productive day. Yeah. Uh, how are you for mm-hmm. real? What's your honest how are you today? I'm feeling pretty good today in the micro. 
I had a, like a satisfying, busy day at work. I made a nice little dinner for me and for me. A, a office chair that I ordered um, a year into this working from home. I was like, wait a minute. I shouldn't just sit in like a dining room chair all day. <laughs> and so, <laughs> uh, so that came. So in the micro, I feel pretty good. I feel like big picture i'm like kind of the inverse of you where like big picture i feel like a little shaky like physically falling into disrepair um over mm -hmm. the past year and then also like the roughly i don't know 30 years prior and then um the and a little like big picture just like a little antsy about how things are the the long-term arc of like public health and pandemic stuff and like yes. where i fit into that totally but in the and micro i, I had a very it, nice day that's good i'm glad to Thank hear you. that and i feel like that is the important thing to focus on is you just gotta have a bunch of good micro stuff yeah and then it all sort of becomes the macro <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's true. And I do have a lot of good micro stuff going on. I feel like very fortunate in that regard. And and so that has kind of like, you know, even even the health stuff, like in the slightly in the picture that is slightly bigger than myself, like my wife has had her first vaccine and my parents have had their first vaccine and um and my sister is fully vaccinated because she works in the hospital. And so yeah, so like even those things are so enormously heartening, like, and that's like one degree removed from my physical body. So that's nice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Should we get it into your assignment? I'm really curious to hear about it. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So for the listeners, uh, the category that you picked was anxiety and overwhelm. And the assignment that I gave mm -hmm. you was that you had to take a moment each day to write down whatever you're doing is enough. And I told you that you could write that mm -hmm. down as many times as you wanted, um, but it had to be at least once, at least once a day. If you wanted to write it 30 times in one day, that was also great. Um, so how did it go? It was great. I appreciate that because I, or maybe not because, but it, I came in saying that my, my issue is that I'm overwhelmed and that you gave me a very manageable sized task to to do mm -hmm. so that assignment was very um it felt like i could get my head around it i wrote once each day i only did once each day i varied the punctuation a little bit so i did whatever you're doing is enough i wrote seven times in the past week um three with exclamation points one with mm -hmm. uh, four with periods and then one of the exclamation point ones on day two had a smiley face after it so Beautiful. that was that was the technical execution. Thank you. I, I was happy. I'm very satisfied to stick to it. Um, yeah. So that was like the practical even, application of it. That was how I even executed. just in terms of that, just the uh, like talking about feeling overwhelmed and having a small <laughs> and and easy to accomplish goal. I feel like that's a really key piece of dealing with overwhelm mm -hmm. because when you feel overwhelmed, uh, well, I shouldn't say when you feel overwhelmed when i feel overwhelmed mm -hmm. if i look at it closely i think that it's anchored in a sense of this is too much for you yeah. right that like oh you aren't capable of handling all of the things that are on your plate right now mm -hmm. and that's why you're feeling overwhelmed yeah and what it does to your brain by giving yourself small tangible things that you can do preferably as a daily practice whatever it is whether mm -hmm. like whether it's like i'm gonna floss every day Mm -hmm. and you just put that goal in your mind and you floss every day, it programs your brain as you are accomplishing this goal each day to realize that you are a person who does things, yes. that you are a person who accomplishes things. Yeah. Um, and so it does a little bit of rewiring just the doing of it, even if you aren't uh, processing the emotional mm -hmm. thing behind it, uh, it still serves a purpose. I'm also a daily flosser. I'm a, That's I'm, great. A big, I'm a big flosser. Oh, yeah. That is, that's been, I guess it's not lifelong, but the last, like, I would say five years plus, I've been mm -hmm. very diligent about flossing. And it does it more than, you know, I'm sure it's good for my teeth, but it feels like before I go 
go to bed, I like do a small thing to take care of my body that feels like it's mm-hmm. like one minuscule notch above the bare minimum. And that is a big win for me. That is a win. And like even putting it down to being, oh, this is just a small notch kind of thing. I don't think that that's true. Yeah, talking about something like flossing, that is also a gratitude practice because it's you showing gratitude for your body, for your teeth. It's you showing an active appreciation of yourself and the body that you that you live Mm in. Um, And so it's more than just the bare minimum. I think that, to be honest, from the rumors that I hear, flossing, not super popular as a daily practice. I like it, though, because it doesn't take a lot of time. It doesn't take a lot of time to do. And it's um, and it is like one of those things like you get into a groove with it and then it like feels good at the end of the day to do. Yes. So I I like a floss because it is I'm like I'm like pretty out of practice with like exercise i'm excuse me like you know there are many things you can do i i there there are things i do for for my human body also like excuse me i make sure to eat vegetables i do a pretty good job Mm -hmm. of sleeping um like i'm not the best sleeper but i'm i'm i am able to not like stay up super late um you know what i mean which is big especially as a yeah, comedian. I'm a, I'm a so there are things that I do. I don't want to like completely write myself off. But like I do also like eat a bunch of junk food and like I'm not as especially the last year not as active as I could be and like flossing is something that it's like like I think I I don't know if I froze when I said this before but like brushing your teeth is something you like have to do. Like if you don't do it it's mm-hmm. weird and gross and then flossing feels like a level above that's like, ooh, this is this is an elective for my teeth. Totally. Absolutely, yes. It feels like the AP brushing course. Totally. It feels like like when you read, like it feels like reading the news or whatever a little bit, that's like the assignment of being a person, like knowing what's going on in the world. Mm-hmm. But then like reading a book for pleasure, it's like that's like the the flossing equivalent, right? For your brain, where it's like, I'm doing this because I, I like the way it feels and it's good for me. But like, if I didn't, no one would know. <laughs> yes, exactly. So tell me about what it, uh, what impact the idea of whatever you're doing is enough had on your days over the So week. one nice thing about it was that I wrote it, I wrote the, the kind of mantra that whatever you're doing is enough. I wrote it mm-hmm. once a day on the same page of my physical notebook. I like I use it something yep. for taking notes like in meetings, which like I haven't been in like in-person meetings in a long time, but I also write new stand-up longhand. And so mm-hmm. it's like a, a, a notebook that's close to my heart and that I, you know, haven't been using like as much as I would like recently. But I, it's on. It stays on my desk where I go for like work meetings for my job all day. So it. Mm-hmm. So whenever what, the biggest impact that I think this writing had was that because I was writing it daily in the same place in this notebook that I saw several that I see several times a day. Whenever I looked at the notebook, I remembered that I had been writing this in it. Oh, that's yeah. lovely. So it felt really nice. Like even like the writing was a reminder of this, like whatever you're doing is enough. It's like, okay, cool. Yeah. But then when I would see the notebook, I would think like, oh, that's where I wrote that this morning. And like, and, and it would like mm-hmm. trigger that thought again. Um, And so that was really nice because I am a person who I think takes on too much. Mm-hmm. In, whether it's like, work obligations sometimes social obligations like when that's uh, during times when that's possible um like favors sometimes uh, for people and so this is like our message that is very helpful to hear because i do think i put a lot of pressure on myself to like do everything at once and then i like lose sight of the fact often that like you know i did what i could today and in almost every case, if I didn't get to something, no one will be mad at me for putting it off yeah. until tomorrow or the next day. Yeah, I think you're definitely not alone in that. I think a lot of us are out here taking on way too much mm-hmm. and then really beating ourselves up for not being able to get everything done. 
um, which is part of just how we're wired. Like we all have this negative confirmation bias mm -hmm. where like, I don't know, I think all the time about how our brains are just, they were not built for the way that we live our lives totally. now. <laughs> the, our brains were completely constructed to keep us alive um, and <laughs> to steer us away from predators yep. and danger. And so I can understand why we have that negative confirmation bias wired into us because it doesn't protect our lives if we're like, look at what pretty flowers. Right. It only protects our life if we're scanning the environment for what's going to go wrong. Correct. How we're going to get hurt, what where the danger is. Um, and unfortunately, our brains are not wired uh, for the pursuit of happiness mm -hmm. and uh, peace and success. They are only programmed to steer us away from the most perceived pain and to keep us safe. Which I get. Look, I love safety and hate pain. So I like, oh, yeah. thanks for that, human brain. <laughs> yeah, I totally am grateful for that. Excuse me. Um, it keeps me from doing all kinds of dangerous things all the time, I'm sure, that I'm not even aware of. It totally. keeps me from stepping out into traffic. Mm -hmm. It keeps me from, uh, you know, I don't know, trying to make friends with a bear. Yep. <laughs> there yeah. Things. There's so much. Bears are really cute. I might be really wanting to be friends I with I would them. love to be, especially there's been so much good pro-bear propaganda recently between Paddington. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's they seem friendlier than ever <laughs> but yeah i that's so it is like my it's also like i cope with stuff like i, I like a way that i like self-soothe is like i take on stuff like i i don't deal with empty mm -hmm. space super well and i don't my first impulse is not to fill like empty time with recreation or or like personal enrichment mm -hmm. and so i so i will just like if i'm like oh i can't i do have the time to do this other thing whether it's like again like a work project or what that's usually what it is i'll i'll go yeah i can i can do that and then i end up being like oh my day is scheduled for 12 straight hours starting at or you know 14 yeah. straight hours from 8 a.m to 10 p.m and um and so it's helpful. This is like very helpful to be mindful of because I'm kind of juggling a bunch of different stuff now. And even, you know, it's not, it's not feeling my day quite that much, but like, it is nice to remember that like at the end of the day, I like did plenty and, and like mm -hmm. the other stuff can, can wait, like, you know, I'll get it done later in the week or I'll, or I'll figure out doing it next week. And that's like very helpful to me. I'm also like, I don't know that this is true for everyone that whatever you're doing is enough but for me right now it is <laughs> you know what i mean like not, i think yeah. you're you giving that specific task to me was very <laughs> helpful but i think there are sometimes you see someone like saying something like motivational inspirational aspirational and you're like well this is bad advice if everyone takes yeah. it <laughs> I think that's true of most I things totally and agree. I think that's the danger with us sort of looking at um you know therapy techniques and self help stuff as a sort of blanket thing for everyone because it is completely individual yeah. and completely different advice is required for each person. Yeah. Um like you know the you you couldn't give the the same piece of advice to everyone and have it fit their circumstances. For sure. Like someone who um you know like the, the advice of like oh you you need to be more assertive and right. stand up for yep. yourself more and like don't take crap from anybody that's a good piece of advice to give to somebody who's kind of yes, meek in their agreed. life or who's struggling with boundaries mm -hmm. you know but it would be terrible advice to give to someone who's like a bully in for their sure. life and 100 percent mm, and it's it, totally individual I, yeah i think about that so i was like very grateful for your specific attention to like when we talked like getting ready for this when you asked like mm -hmm. what what do you need to work on and so this is like or what do you want to work on this was like very helpful for me but it's so funny because i it is like oh th thank you th for this like gift and then i can also like friends of mine where i'm like oh you can't let this get into their hands <laughs> you know what i mean yeah like there's some people where it's like <laughs> you should be like whatever you're doing do more you've been really yeah. <laughs> like because 
Um, and, and there are also times where it's like, I think right now it is not an issue that I'm having, but like there have been other times where like it would be more useful for me to tell myself like, like rather than whatever you're doing is enough. It's like, do the thing you need to do and the other stuff can wait. Right. Like there, you know, like when it's like, oh, I should really be doing my taxes right now. But like, instead I'm, I'm going to like bake a batch of brownies and like bring them to my neighbors (laughs) and make an hour long phone call to talk to a college friend that I haven't spoken with in a few months. And then it's like, it's not that I'm doing not enough volume of things it's just that like (laughs) i will push the um i'll push the like necessary but unpleasant task out of my schedule yeah i think though and uh i could look at this a couple of different ways i think though that even in the circumstance where you're avoiding high priority tasks Mm -hmm. that the advice of whatever you're doing is enough may still be useful i I bet you're right I, I've been practicing um, self-compassion mm-hmm. lately as a like a real focus. And what I'm noticing is that when I am easier and more lenient with myself, I do more. Yes. And I do more of the high priority tasks. Totally. When I tell myself it's okay if you don't do anything today, I get more done. 100 <laughs> 100%. 100%. Um, 100%. Yes, I agree. Like, it definitely doesn't help me to be like, you idiot, you're doing the wrong things. Mm -hmm. Very few people respond well to that. And uh, like, I I think I may have said this on this podcast before, but something that I always go back to is thinking of it like you're your own boss. Yeah. And it's a, a really ineffective management technique to be constantly criticizing and hard on your employees and to not give them praise. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a much more effective management technique to give positive reinforcement sure. and to be kind to your employees. So, because you're gonna get more and better work out of them. Yes. Right? So if you're looking to manage yourself in your own life, um, it's probably a better management style uh, to approach yourself with a bit of a softer touch. Agreed, for sure. Because the, the scolding doesn't work for many yeah, people. Yeah, I, 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 I wonder, like, who responds to it or if it is, like, almost universally, like you're saying, like, the wrong move to be like, ah, you piece of garbage. <laughs> you gotta... Apparently, it is almost a universal thing. They did a study where uh, they had the participants do some filing. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had one group that all had blue files and another group that all had red mm-hmm. files. Um, and they had to... They had the same amount of files and everything was consistent across, but the they tried the different management techniques with each group. So the blue group got lots of praise and like positive reinforcement and stuff like that. And they were really, really hard on the red mm-hmm. group. And when they went through to see uh, how they had done, the blue group, uh, almost perfect. They filed way more files than the red group. They were all filed correctly uh, with the red group. They had filed less files, and a lot of the ones that they had filed were filed incorrectly. They had done it wrong. They had made Turns more mistakes. Turns out the people that were the people that were being hard on them were correct. They're bad employees. They're doing a bad <laughs> job. If that's anything to take away, <laughs> yeah. No, but that's that's so interesting, and it makes so much sense, right? Like, I don't mm-hmm. like, I not that not that there's never a time for like criticism or even rebuke but i feel like of course when someone is like on the right track or like gently wandering off the right track it is helpful more helpful to be like hey you're really giving it your all maybe this would uh this would be helpful etc um and 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 yeah there's a way to give sort of constructive criticism although i think that our negative self-talk voice very rarely gives constructive criticism. No, I, I totally um, It's agree. usually a right. personal attack. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it's I usually very pointed sure, and personal. And they, and it, like, it's like arguing with someone who brings up things that happened years ago and mm-hmm. <laughs> the stomach keeps right. throwing on the back of your face. Oh, this is That's just like in high like... school. <laughs> exactly. It's like, why would you bring that up, me? Yeah. Right? Like, don't talk to my friend like that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
and, and I'm, you know, I do a little, um, I sometimes get into a negative self-talk, but like, it's not usually like, you suck, you're bad. It is more like, mm-hmm. oh, you'll never get all this done. You took on too much. You're, you know, you're, um, you're, you're getting behind, like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. What do you, why do you think that you take on too much? I think like some of it is I like doing a lot of stuff. And mm-hmm. and that's like, I think there is like a real, um, like there is like a real sincerity to that. Like the stuff I do for work, a lot of it is stuff that I like to do. And I'm like excited for the opportunity to do it. There, yeah. There's like another layer of it, I think, that's like, oh, I should be doing this. You know what I mean? Like there's that level mm-hmm. of like, well, I don't want to like fall behind by, or like I don't want to be ungrateful for this opportunity and not be thought of again. But like that has definitely that has faded over time not that it's gone that's good to yeah hear. i i think like i feel better than i've ever been at being like this is uh like i can say no to things and i mm-hmm. I, I will not be like throwing my future down the drain and i can trust that like if if it's something that i can't take on but i would like to do in the future like people won't lose track of me like that kind of stuff and that that's a very good feeling um, but like, so it's, it's like, st- there's still a little bit of that though. Of like, I should do this. Like I have this chance. I don't want to like squander it or like, this will be good down the line. So, so it's like mm-hmm. those, those two things. And, and I also think like, especially in the past year, there's like not a lot of opportunity for plans that are mm-hmm. not work. Yeah, that's true. There's very, our, our lives have become very small. I've been saying, yeah, it's sort of like being on a television show where there's just a home yep. set and a work yeah, set. It's very, we're living very multi-cam lives. And yes, yeah. exactly. There's maybe like a swing yep. set in there of a coffee sure. shop that you get taken. For sure. From. That's exactly, that's exactly it. And so like, not mm-hmm. that there's not anything, like I make dinner, you know, probably five, six nights a week mm-hmm. at home, which I which I take a lot of pleasure in. And my wife and I will like play board games and I have like a Nintendo Switch that I'll play and we'll watch some TV. And and like those things are all really nice. And like we have lots of great conversations. But like I think mm-hmm. work stuff, like putting work stuff on the calendar gives me things to like look forward to. Yeah. And it and plans. Yeah. Plans. And also like in in some cases, like if I if I'm writing something or or recording something or um shooting something that that is released outwardly then it's like also a chance for like praise and stimulus and like Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so it's like and, and i don't have that many other like there's not there's not that opportunity to just like go to a party and catch up with a bunch of people and so like so like I've done, I've filled in a lot of that time with like work projects, like creative work projects. Yeah, I feel like even the social life aspect of this year has been very interesting. Because yeah. <laughs> even the like, I feel like the Zoom call catch ups and stuff like that have dwindled as the time has gone on because what I'm missing more than anything is the sort of day to day with people. Yes. Right? Like uh it doesn't really give me any kind of meaningful sense of connection and satisfaction to catch somebody up on the events of the last mm-hmm. month. Um it gives me more of a sense of connection when somebody's like, "Oh, hey, how'd that thing go last right. week?" Like they know your day to day. They know cuz they're in your life like I miss acquaintances. Don't you miss acquaintances? For sure. My friend um, Alana Oaken tweeted like a few months ago that she's like, I miss like third tier acquaintances because that exactly. Is like, yeah, it's not like I'm out of touch with my best friends. Um, but yeah, there's... they're they're all still here, but everyone else has disappeared. Yeah, and it, and it's like you said, like 
you can call someone and catch up and that's really that's like nice it's, it's like i i'm very mm -hmm. grateful for having those experiences but there's not like that just as there's not that much to look forward to there's not that much to like look back on yeah so when you when someone exactly when like i'm having like, these catch-ups and yeah there's uh, nothing <laughs> right hey how was your week i don't know how was every week <laughs> yeah and, and again <laughs> like what is, is time what is time? This is all coming from a place of like, I'm very lucky to have like been full-time employed for the last year working from home safely. Mm -hmm. And so that's really, that is really great. And I don't mean to diminish like the, that there are people who are leading much more stressful and, and scary lives, right? Having to like go out and work in a grocery store all day or like, yeah. um, or in a hospital and excuse me. So I think that is like, I don't mean to to be like I have it harder than anyone, and the weight of the world is down is coming down on my shoulders. But I do. It has been like a new challenge that was not a challenge that I felt before, right? That was like, oh, most of my, um, you know, most of my weeks have like a pretty uniform shape and texture to them, and like if mm -hmm. I want them to be different. I have to like be really mindful of that because there are certain parameters like being in my home almost all the time and mm -hmm. um and, and like not and seeing just you know having just the two of us at home which like I'm so lucky that I'm in a, a marriage with somebody that I like mm -hmm. love being with every day like the whole day but um at the same time it's like these are the parameters of my of my days and like to add if i want to add variety to them i i have to do it within that structure yeah totally i completely get that this has been a real adjustment for me because i i'm also a person who like i like to be yes. busy and uh i thrive on that like before all of the covid stuff hit like I'm at the point where like I still work day jobs and I was working at the time before all this happened, three day jobs and then doing stand up at night and doing whatever other creative projects. Totally. And, and I liked that and it was just go, go, go all the time. And then all of a sudden everything is gone. Yeah. And uh, like, I've sort of oscillated between being working a lot at my day jobs during this time and working not at all and having days with nothing in my calendar was a real adjustment at the beginning of all of this that I it yeah. really made me kind of pay more attention to how much difficulty I have being still mm -hmm. and just having time I, <laughs> to, I, and and being alone yeah I, mm -hmm. I've... I I live I live alone mm -hmm. and uh my partner is in another country right now so oh we have gosh. not been able to be physically in the same room together That's very difficult. this whole time so my relationship is zoom my 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 podcast is on zoom my, mm -hmm. my friendships are on zoom and then it's just me at home with lots and lots of free time which is a drastically different landscape than my life before um but i am yeah, adjusting that, better than i, I, I also I am i i'm i'm glad to hear that i'm like very i feel very relieved that i was able to adjust better than i like feared that i would because i yeah. certainly was like oh i might just spend however long this takes like clawing at the walls of my apartment being like i because mm -hmm. norm i mean normally because i like you have a day job like it, it's a it's a writing mm -hmm. job which is like i i'm so again lucky to have this job i love it so much but like before before this time i would like get up in the morning, go to an office five days a week, maybe meet up with a friend after work, go do stand up probably three mm -hmm. to seven nights a week. And, and I was home very little. My, my wife is also very busy. So it was like, it wasn't like she was home waiting for me. You know what I mean? Like she had mm -hmm. events many nights a week as well. And, and so like, we went from being from like when we you know, two to three nights a week, maybe we would, it would line up that we would both like come home from work or like be home together on the weekends, have a meal together, maybe go out mm -hmm. together with friends. But like, it was, you know, the nights that we didn't have anything from like 6 PM to 10 PM that was apart from each other were, I would say not the norm, right? Like most nights were not like that. Yep. And now it's, 
now every night is that and i was like what do people do at 8 30 p.m at home right <laughs> like and, and i think a lot of stand-ups have felt that way over the past year a lot of people that do a yes. lot of stand-up were like what do you like do i like just watch ncis or like would it, like mm -hmm. is that whatever exactly. is that why that show's so well rated just because everyone's home at 8 30 p.m i know that it's been a real struggle for a lot of stand-ups this time um, especially people who had sort of all of their yeah. eggs in the stand-up basket. Like, I I worry for them. I hope that they're out there and they're doing yeah. okay. <laughs> but, I, like, I can only imagine what they're going through right now. And I think that what a lot of people have been doing, what a lot of people that I've talked to have been doing, and what I've seen on social media, it seems like a lot of people really need to take this assignment of whatever you're doing is enough yeah. because what I'm seeing a lot of standups do is put a ton of pressure on themselves to use this time to do something incredible that it's yeah. a waste unless they like come up with a, a ton of new material or they or, re finally write a pilot or whatever it is. Agreed. I, and I also think like, again, so like whatever you're doing is enough is like super helpful mentally, I think in that situation, but there's also this idea of like, even if I'm doing enough, like I, I'm not, I, I'm not doing, I'm not like loafing or slacking off or wasting time. Mm -hmm. There's still the added pressure for a lot of people who have been out of work this year of like, well, I know I'm doing enough, but like that doesn't pay the bills, right? Like knowing that like yeah. I'm sufficient as a person and that I'm not a, uh, a waste or a or a, a slob or a slacker that's still like there's like a, a practical component where you're like I can't I, I don't need to do more but like I don't have the opportunity to like keep my life financially stable in the way that that I'm used yeah. to which is so scary and I think that's another component to like people who excuse me people who are performers exclusively at like that's their that's their whole job i think it's been mm -hmm. like a really hard year yeah because it is there is no real way to make income like yeah maybe like really, there's really... even if you're doing like zoom shows and and stuff like that there's no way that you're doing three zoom shows a night like you were with stand-up yeah yeah and there's no like there's just not you're not doing like probably like oh this corporate gig it was gonna make mm -hmm. my uh it was gonna make my month right like i i i have this one gig and i have to travel for it and it's like a company that is paying me to do their holiday party or that you know or whatever it is their their yeah. anniversary celebration and and it's just like that stuff and like college shows and stuff sure. like that like there's just so much yeah, Less so hard having a, a career that is 100% totally dependent on there being a crowd of yeah, people. It's really tough. And I, it's like, I've been trying to be supportive of like friends who are in bands and stuff and like bands I like, like mm -hmm. buying physical records and t-shirts and stuff to like, be, to be supportive. Because like, I, I also go to see a lot of live music and, and I and I know people who are musicians as well. And it's like, what a tough time where like, you know, if you're used to touring 25, 40 weeks a year, th yeah. that's both like your whole life has has changed in, in terms of like the day to day, but also like the, your what you've been doing to like earn a living has been. And it's not like everyone, you know, it's not like every comedian who tours 35 weeks a year is like rich from it. <laughs> Yeah, like some might be just barely scraping by For doing sure. that. And then now that's not even there anymore. Yeah. Oh, God, it's such a such a difficult time. I do think that it has been a very illuminating time for everyone to see what their real priorities mm -hmm. are, like what is really valuable. And even if it's in even if it's realizing that in what really hurts when it's taken away. Yes. Uh, um, you know, yes. And I, I like, you know, I miss seeing people a lot that's the big one mm -hmm. for me um do, but i also maybe this is like a weird thing to say but i also kind of feel that um i feel like nervous about like the things that i've learned 
and practiced all year that as soon as I have the option not to implement and consider those things, I will just stop doing that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, I completely You know get what that. I mean? Like, it's, it's like, oh, yeah, sure. Like, um, it's, I always, I, there's like, to go back to flossing, I'm always like, if I floss, like, if I'm a little drunk and I still remember to floss, like, that's a real win because I've given mm -hmm. myself like every chance to not floss. And it's this, you know, yeah. like, um, so I do feel like once I've given myself, like once it's like, Oh, I'm vaccinated and it feels safe to do stand up again. And I could, I can like go on the road or go out most nights in the city. I don't know that I like want to be like prioritizing things in quite the same way as I was before. Like, I don't, I don't think that I need to be, um, you know, I think that there are other things I could be doing sometimes, or I think I could be mm -hmm. um, structuring my time slightly different, or even like uh, other work projects. Like I love doing stand up, and like I will still, I think I'll, I don't conceive of a time where I wouldn't want to do it regularly, but like taking on writing projects to publish stuff. It's like, yeah. maybe I don't need to do that because maybe what I want to do is like take the weekend and like, rent a car and go somewhere with my wife and and like go get an airbnb two hours away uh on a whim yeah i think i think it goes back to what you were saying before about uh, prioritizing the calendar-based mm -hmm. things as opposed to the things that actually enhance your life and our self-care yep. tasks and and things like that i think that we have a real default to that kind of thinking yeah um and like i don't know probably capitalism it's i think probably, i mean it's probably capitalism but capitalism i think the, is like there's a big part of it that's capitalism yeah i think that it's like it's definitely a huge reason why in our culture we feel that our worth is measured by our productivity totally. and our output but there's there's Absolutely. also i like the, the thing i think about with that a lot where it's like you know you see you hear a lot of like anti not anti-capitalist but like anti productivity messaging about like mm -hmm. look you don't have to be productive all the time and it's like I get that but like does that mean I don't have to do laundry <laughs> you know what I mean like that's because it's like <laughs> oh well if I'm choosing to not be productive like I guess I won't shower and like because <laughs> I it's not like when when I when I feel like not like I think the feeling of like being quote unquote quote productive enough is like very rooted in capitalism and like um and mm -hmm. like the, getting a sense of self from work that's totally true but also th there's stuff like you know like doing my taxes where people when whenever somebody is like you know you can you can just have downtime like that's important you need to recharge and i'm like great then i'm like i will not wash the dishes <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think though that like uh, something like doing your taxes is it's not a glamorous one, but it is still a self care sure. task. That that is still you taking care of yes. yourself by making sure that your yeah. taxes are done. And I think that the usually, at least for me, the procrastination time before the accomplishment of one of those tasks is not no. leisure time. It's it's me fretting about yeah. it and doing a bunch of other useless stuff or or binging a bunch of television to avoid it and it isn't even satisfying i pleasurable. also like i'll do this thing where i'm like okay i i have 30 minutes that i that's unaccounted for and like i don't have to start this thing this obligation yet but to like mm -hmm. instead of mindfully like enjoying that time i will do something that like doesn't count to like waste that time because i feel like if i make a proactive choice to like watch something on tv even or like read for pleasure then i feel like i've like chosen to spend that time not doing the thing that i'm quote unquote supposed to be doing and then <laughs> and, and instead so instead i will just like like fritter the time away doing something that's like not enjoyable and not productive and that is so yeah. annoying <laughs> Isn't that the worst? And I've had full days that have been lost to those for sure. tasks. For sure. For <laughs> sure. 
But I haven't started to find more pleasure in doing the sort of uh, unglamorous self-care things like dishes and taxes and and stuff like that. I'm actually enjoying the dishes now. I, I'm fine with the dishes I, and like all that that little stuff is like that is I joke about it, but like I whenever I'm doing the dishes or folding laundry, that is time where I'm like, I'm going to do this task. So I'm getting a thing that is like necessary to the upkeep of my life done. And like, usually I'm listening to music or a podcast. And that is Mm -hmm. like, that's like time because I'm not like taking care of children. I don't, you know, I don't have children or because I'm not like, um, it's not like a stressful, it's like a manageable amount to do. It's like my dishes, my wife's dishes, uh, you know, like that, that much or like, you know that that level of um mm-hmm. task or like yeah the enjoyment might cease if i had like five children totally and <laughs> so i don't want to be like all everyone, of their dishes right. while they're screaming around everyone me. <laughs> should just enjoy cooking dinner but for me that is like it is something that i'm like oh i'm i'm doing this at a, at a level where i'm like taking care of myself and one other person and it's not a um a like onerous amount of time to spend cooking or shopping and like um Mm -hmm. yeah and it's there's not that isn't to say though that you couldn't do all of those things mindfully of course yes 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 five screen i just mean like i have an easier and lighter obligation of it so i do Mm -hmm. i am like you know i i know um i have friends who are like gosh it just is so much work to like do a toddler's constant laundry in addition to everything yeah. else and I like totally get that and don't want to be like yeah but like just fold it and like enjoy your time listening to your favorite podcast mm-hmm. and like, yeah I can't do that because if I <laughs> listen if, I, if I'm not listening for my baby crying they might like uh they might just like eat a couch cushion yeah <laughs> so I'm just trying to be like understanding of that as well but being like oh this is this is yes, time totally. that I'm like able to enjoy and 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 use for my own like enjoyment in addition to the the like self-care of like keeping my living space clean and and functional I've really noticed during this time the impact that my environment has on my mm-hmm. mental health for sure especially being trapped in one place I guess we'll do that yeah. to you. <laughs> but, but like I historically i'm not like a grimy gross dirty person i'm more of like a clutter oh person. yeah me too like tons of clutter and like clothes not big put away clutter and over thing. here big clutter things and uh, so i have struggled with that always and i don't know what has happened but like in the, in the last like month i'm killing it i'm like my place is oh spotless. that's amazing it's so clean i have never lived in an environment that that was this pleasing to look at (laughs) this is very new for me i've also like uh i got plants i've never attempted in any serious way to keep plants alive i'm doing that now successfully um i'm trying to take on little little things that show me that i am a responsible person that's That's exciting that's what i'm focusing on right now yeah, self-compassion and showing myself that I am responsible. I love that. I love it too. And it feels really good. And like when my environment is clean, I'm noticing that I feel a lot better. I think probably also some of that has to do with the fact that I have ADHD. And so when there's a bunch of things, I'm looking at all of the things and I'm beating myself sure. up for all of the things all at the same time. But I don't think that that's an ADHD specific thing, maybe just dialed up a little bit. But yeah, when you're, it's like I, a, a simple piece of advice that I give to people all the time when they ask me about stuff because I host this podcast is make your bed, like just make your bed. And like, maybe you don't do anything else in the day, but making your bed will make you sure. feel better. Because because you'll look at your bed and you'll be like, I did that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, and look and looking at your unmade bed makes you go, oh, I'm a mess. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of a, a good anchor for yourself, uh, these like little cleaning tasks. Yeah, totally. I, I can't imagine what I would be like with a toddler. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I also think- Constantly destroyed and disarray. I think like sometimes- 
there are things that I do that I'm like, this is keeping my home clean and nice. And like, this is, it's a good place to live because I did this. And that's really helpful. Like, especially living with a, a partner, I, I feel like much better about the space when I'm like working hard to like keep it up um, mm -hmm. as opposed to being like, oh, sorry, I'm like swamped this week and like haven't, you know, there there's a chair on the, in the bedroom that's just like covered in like semi-clean clothes. Yeah. And like, I don't love that, but I think truly if left to my own devices, I could live just in shambles without noticing like if if I didn't yeah. feel accountable to anyone else, I think I would like I and I have. I've done it before. And the only times I was like weird about it were like other people might see this and judge me. But like Absolutely, I, but you get like clutter yeah. blindness oh, yourself yeah. where you sort of forget that that pile of stuff isn't, isn't supposed just a to be feature there. of the space. <laughs> yeah, correct. Yeah, just it just becomes part of the background and then you stop even even flagging yeah. it right. as you right. right, you by. don't even clock it as a thing to do. Like yeah. when you walk by until until someone has been invited yes. over and then you look around and you're like, "Oh no." Like, do you ever walk by a store that's so fancy that it like it isn't even just like I can't afford the things they sell there. You're just like that's not a place that shopping happens <laughs> you know what i mean yes. like you go past like the rolex store and it would never <laughs> occur to me not only like that i that it would be like something that i i couldn't afford to spend my money on but just like that's that that might as well just be like a fake storefront with false windows that's and exactly what I was about to say, it feels like if you were to walk in there, it would just be plywood on the yes, back. Yes, yes, yes. And... Like a movie set. <laughs> exactly. Right. It just is what it looks yeah. like. It's not a, you know, it, it, it only is like the light being <laughs> reflected back at you. It's not like a functional space. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, to go back to something you said earlier on a complete and wild tangent, um about having a chair in the bedroom with yeah. clothes that aren't all the way dirty why have we not just come up with uh something that serves that purpose yeah. yet yeah every single person has a chair in the bedroom of not all the way dirty clothes why have we not come up with some sort of system for not all the way dirty clothes this yet? is a zillion dollar idea like a thing that is like oh if you drape your dress shirt that you're gonna wear again over mm -hmm. this like it'll stay pretty good. Um, like not yeah. quite a hanger, but just like a, a something that you can, like you don't have to- A draping, a draping device. device. Yeah. And like, I know people yeah. use like chairs or like uh, out of practice exercise equipment, like, but a thing yes. designed- Very popular choice. A thing designed for this purpose would be- Yeah, why have we not designed anything for this purpose? Like this a seems chair, like a real hole in the furniture market. A chair with like five backs that you could hang a shirt on each one yes yeah that's really nice yes that's really nice and like i feel like there's been very little opportunity to come up with new furniture yeah, right um and this seems like a and real this is a real function like i think this like because there's so much stuff that we do like to make things easier right there's all that infomercial like has this ever happened mm -hmm. to you and it's like exactly. it's like someone who's just like dumping grape juice on their face because they uh they're, they're like always distracted <laughs> while they're while they're sipping grape juice or whatever they're like there's i'm always on the go yeah I'm, I'm always in the car <laughs> when i'm drinking my grape juice my car is just covered in grape juice and uh and like there's not enough that's specifically about um laziness or, or like yeah and there's a huge yes. market or just that. like needing a minute you know what i mean not laziness <laughs> but just like not now yes that's the i think that is the sell line for this not laziness just not, just not now. now you'll i'll get it's yeah it's like the brand is called i'll get to it yeah exactly yes. <laughs> Like whatever you're doing. We've come out of this with a million enough. dollar idea. I think honestly, huge. I would buy a <laughs> chair with five backs that I could hang five <laughs> shirts on. But then this is what you do. 
there's like a, a slip cover with a cushion on it so that when people come over and you don't want to look like a person that keeps five shirts on one chair, you put the slip cover oh, yeah, over you just it, hide it and then it's a nice functional piece of sitting furniture. It should also have some kind of steam function. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It should steam to de-wrinkle and to like lightly sanitize. Yes. This is huge. This I is like huge. truly don't know. I, I, I can't release this podcast now because we don't have a patent yes. yet. And this is <laughs> yeah, this, this is very podcast is to stay on the shelf until we've created yeah. a prototype. <laughs> um, I have a Please. question. Uh, how has this new infusion of quality time changed your relationship? It is great for our relationship. Like, I don't want to say there's a silver lining to this situation, which I think is like pretty disrespectful to the people who. No, no, who've no. Suffered. But I, th- but I think that it is, uh, it is um, not disrespectful to have good things come I will, out of bad yes, things. I will say that the that solace... I think that that's a beautiful thing and that it makes it more tolerable that the bad yes. thing happened in the first place, that good things also come yes. out of it. The solace that I have found in this situation, that's that's what I'll say. The solace that I've found in this situation is that that as um, like heavy a feeling of not really getting to go anywhere and and having a limited array of of things to do is that mm-hmm. I it has confirmed that the person that I spend I have committed to spend my life with is like a person whose company I immensely enjoy and and benefit from and so yeah, yeah so that feels really great like that That's a knowledge beautiful feels thing. really great and and we we've watched so much tv together like even just that is so nice like those downtime (laughs) nights and like we've played board games and we like i i do the bulk of the cooking but like it's just nice Mm -hmm. to have like quiet time together and we you know like during the middle of the day if we're between if we're both between like work commitments or like we're not where we like she uh my wife maris does a lot of like reading for work slash pleasure like she has a podcast where she interviews authors and she works for a chain of independent bookstores so like if she's you know between mm-hmm. like reading assignments that she's she's taken on it's so nice to like at 1 30 p.m get to just like sit and check in and like decompress about the the morning and stuff like we eat lunch together yeah. that's so nice yeah, and like something like that, getting to eat lunch together is something that would not not have barely ever been on the yeah, table before. Yeah, maybe the weekends, but like maybe not. Maybe the weekends, but maybe then not even. And and, um, and maybe then not even alone. And it's, right, right, exactly. And it's not like we 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 can have these times together and just like enjoy each other's company instead of like, okay, this is our you know we have it's Sunday afternoon like let's go out and over yeah, this is our together yeah, time we'll, gotta get we'll it in overpay. gotta make it good and we and it's also our time to see other people you know what I mean mm-hmm. so it's like okay I guess we have to go we'll go out and get brunch with four friends and it costs like whatever sixty dollars for the two of us mm-hmm. if we get a, a drink or something instead of just like oh I made eggs and we sat at the table and like our dog was being a little fussy and like we gave her some carrots and we (laughs) talked about the morning and it's just like I do feel like the 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 one of the challenges of this year was just like all the time going nowhere and then the the again the the comfort that we've found that's made this challenge bearable is predominantly like each other it's also like definitely an a future investment that you have made this time Mm-hmm. Right, because this is uh, more food that you've given to your relationship 100%. during this time. This is I, I, more fertilizer for the flowers, you know. Yes, I, I think that's really true, and I think like when, um, like when we have to spend time apart in the future for whatever reasons, I think like hopefully it will not feel like, oh gosh, when will we ever get to settle down and and just be with each other Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like hopefully it will feel like okay this is temporary but we know like we do a good job of of being around each other long term and like without without any um like distractions and barriers 
Yeah, distractions, barriers, timelines. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. been it's yeah, it's been very oh, there's so much so much goodness in just those like those little yeah. moments with another person. And I feel like on the grander scale outside of the home, that's what's really missing right now. It's like the little yes. the little yeah. moments with people. Yeah. Just like oh my my friend's in town and he has uh 40 minutes to grab coffee before he has mm-hmm. to go, you know go to this meeting or whatever like or like um oh i went to this uh cultural event and i ran into somebody that i see two to three times a year at similar events and it was so nice to see yeah. them and like we share this one interest but like otherwise our lives don't overlap a ton and it was great to see them like that kind of stuff has just been like obviously so absent and like those little there's been so little unexpected joy and so little like structured planned joy Mm -hmm. and so like yeah the um (laughs) scheduled joy yeah and so the stuff that we've had like to bring it all the way back to the beginning is like if like i can record a podcast and use that as a, a an opportunity to like talk with a friend for an hour and then mm-hmm. it doubles as like okay then that's out in the world and people will enjoy it and like maybe tell me that and uh so like it is like the the yeah, it fills a couple yeah of it takes a couple boxes is, yeah and, and like and, and mm-hmm. so like scheduling those types of work things like oh i'm gonna write this thing and pitch it is and like kind of scratching that itch of like i i accomplished something in that like kind of capitalist trap way but still like there's the creative fulfillment of like i did a good job making something that i like but yeah i made art yes i I made made my art but i've also tried Mm -hmm. to do a nice job of like i made cookies and like that's its own reward because then i get to i like had an hour where That's I was its own producing something and then I got to eat it mm-hmm. and maybe share it with like a, a a neighbor who who I know likes this kind of cookie yeah. and, and like that like working hard at that kind of stuff and even like I sat for an hour and played a video game even if it's sporadic that I do that it's like oh that was pretty fun and like it, what a, mm-hmm. what a nice treat even though like it's not something like I don't I'm not like a gamer and that I don't like I'm not very good at it and I don't crave like eight hours a day of just like leveling up, but it is nice yeah. sometimes <laughs> to be like, Oh, this was cool to like try a new thing or like play a game that I haven't played in years. Um, yeah. I feel like, I feel like I'm, I'm like an atypical video game user because I feel like some people are like, Oh, I never play video games cause they bore me. And then a lot of people are like, Oh, I could play call of duty till three in the morning. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm sort of in an in-between where I enjoy video games. I avoid them because I have a tendency to hyper-focus. Mm, sure. And so like, I will just start playing. And then eight hours later, I sort of wake up yeah. from a coma. And you're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and it, and I wish that I could say there's even games that really required that sure. much attention. But it'll be like Super Mario Brothers 3. <laughs> and then like eight hours later yep uh, i'm like my eyes yeah. hurt <laughs> why, why did, did i, I spend this? so long playing this video game that came out this, 30 this game years doesn't ago. even say yeah right 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 <laughs> it doesn't even have a save I've got, feature I, I can't even go back i've played to this. this so many times i didn't learn anything i didn't see anything new <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> well we're almost out of time here uh which is tragic i've had such a nice time chatting with you I have had such a nice time. We end by me giving the guest a genuine compliment. Oh, thank you. That's, that's how I like to send my guests sure. off. Well, I appreciate um, that. So genuine compliment for Josh. I think we'll start with comedy. I think that you are a fantastic comedian, that you are a obscenely talented writer. You are very precise in your writing. And one of the things that I enjoy most about your standup in particular is that you find this way to infuse your intellect into even a silly topic. Oh, thank you. That even when you're playing around with something that's just silly for fun, you bring your intellect to it uh, in this really fascinating way. 
So that's just from the comedy Thank you so much. And then from the I always, I'm not welcome. to like deflect, but I do always really enjoy getting to work with you when I'm in town. And like, oh, and it's so nice. obviously when you were like, come on the show, I'm like, yeah, of course, this is great. Always so great to like chat with you and to, to do comedy Thanks, stuff with Josh. you. Yeah. yeah, I think a uh, compliment from the human perspective as well, that I just think that uh, you are a very warm, sweet person uh that you have a really good energy uh you have a very like calming effect um which i know because i've worked with you in times when i've been mm -hmm. nervous um and, and and you really like you bring people back down oh, to earth you. in this really like grounding kind of way and uh you are very kind and sweet and i think that for sure whatever you're doing in a day is enough just existing and however many people you interact with in a day even if it's only one i know that their day is better for having interacted with you thank you that's very kind and i appreciate you're welcome. it that's such a lovely set of compliments you are welcome i mean every word and to the listeners go be nice to yourself and remember that love is everywhere agreed <laughs>